Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. It's in January. I'm not going to reveal the date because I want this to be an evergreen show that you can listen to any month. It's not even January. It's actually March right now. It could be March. It could be April. It could be before podcast technology existed. That's how old this episode can be. I'm with Seth Herzog, also known as the Zog. Is it Zog or the Zog? It depends who you talk to. If you talk to show out there or Mike Black, they'll say it's T, which is short for the... Really? That's 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 what they like. Because I went to your Wikipedia page and it actually said Seth Herzog, aka Bizarre. <laughs> I don't know who writes that. I really don't know I who know, wrote it was, that. It was pretty. Uh, it, was pretty it was good, accurate. I didn't see any mistakes in it. I, didn't I see want any a, vandalism. The funny thing about Wikipedia is like I'm dying to rewrite that whole thing. I hate the way you it's can. written, but I have to get someone else to do it. You can't rewrite your own sure Wikipedia you page. That's the whole ethics of wiki. Is that oh, is like it? yeah? You can't write your th- everything has to be written by someone else and cited. If I didn't they, know that. See, if I didn't even they know that. catch you, there's all these wiki like police, and they're self-subscribed. There's all these guys who are like, all they do is look at Wikipedia all day and try and catch people. So if you write, if you rewrite your own thing and make it seem like someone else did it, they will um, would uh, report you. Really? Yes, and then your site will be shut down. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it happen to people. And then you have to then the person who reported you is their name is listed. So you can then like email with them and say like, what are you talking about? Why am I thinking? And then you have to like go through a review board. It's crazy. I didn't know you weren't allowed to correct. You're not allowed to correct your own thing. Someone else has to do it. It can't be you. And it has to be cited. So when I put that, I was six, eight, (laughs) six foot, eight strapping ripped. No one's caught it yet. (laughs) But just, just so you, no one's reading your Wikipedia page. (laughs) That's fine with me. I didn't know we weren't allowed to change your own. No. And if you if it sounds too much like a resume, that's when they catch you. You have to not make it sound like it's oh, like a resume. God. Yeah, that is. I didn't realize all all the, the restraints. And, yeah, and rules. You got to fly under the wiki radar. <laughs> <laughs> but then you see mistakes. I mean, I've seen there was a comic. I'm not going to mention his name, but they in his Wikipedia page looked at it and said that you know he committed suicide. <laughs> he wrote that. Yeah, and I, no, he and it's like, but it's just like, oh yeah, I'm glad. You let someone else write that he committed suicide when he didn't. Yeah, well, he's, is he alive? Yeah, yeah, he was fine. But I mean, I was oh, worried, and I dead. No, no, it's less like it was like, hey, isn't it funny? We'll say he killed himself. That's a great, great practical joke. <laughs> but then that's that a terrible. Friends, yeah. It's a terrible way not to get hired. It was a great way not to not to get hired because I'm like, oh, I was going to hire this guy, but he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> that's a good way to go broke. Yeah, I can get a job because people didn't think I was alive. To <laughs> So I never saw you. You made a film. Is that your thing online, that Zog's Place? That's, I didn't make that. I was a participant in it. I've always wanted to see that. You, it's, 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 it's that thing. I cannot believe I'm still even talking about this. You know how old that was? Do you want to not talk about it? No, I'm happy to talk about okay. it. But it's become, it's become bigger than me. And it was a long 
time ago. What happened was, for many years in New York, I lived in a very famously small apartment, and it was only famous amongst my friends because they because it was so small, and occasionally people went. Not everyone even went. Like some friends went and saw, but it was a it was a it doesn't exist anymore. It was a fifteen hundred no one hundred fifteen square foot. Wow. So one one five like shoe closet. Yeah. It's like, my accessory closet is epic. Like some of you have a big bathroom. It's about that big. 150. And, so that's like and, 10 by 11. Yeah, but it was a triangle, like a trapezoid. I think I did see pictures of it. You may have. And you had it like crazily well organized, right? Well, no. That's the joke is that there's okay. lots of stuff in it. Yeah. Because like, I'm a bit of a hoarder. Yeah. And too. there was just tons of stuff in this place that you can't have stuff in. So that was what the film was about. So, like, the guy who lives in the teeny space but has tons and tons of That's, stuff. It was a weird... I do remember, like... But you had... Didn't you have... Didn't you create some weird shelves? I had shelves. But sort of... It wasn't, like, super well done, but there was, like, five or six shelves. So, was that, like, a super cheap apartment? I hope. It was 393. 393. Oh, my In the God. middle of Manhattan. Oh, 29th I'm, and Broadway. Oh, that's not bad Where the Ace Hotel is now. <laughs> the Ace Hotel bought me out. Did I, they really? I, I left that building because the Ace Hotel came in and gave me. And they probably turned money. it into two rooms, right? They did. They, well, we they, can split they, this baby in half. <laughs> Those are two different small hotel rooms. No, they they combine the room next door and into one hotel room. So there's another kind of slightly bigger room next door, and that's now. So if you go if you go to the Ace Hotel on 29th and Broadway, and you go to room 506. The bathroom area was my apartment. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yes. So you literally know which room it is? Yeah. Wow. Think of all the... uh, And they turned... The web designers who have had sex in your old apartment. (laughs) In in that bathroom? You go to the Ace Hotel lobby, it seems like everyone's a web designer. Ah, They're the worst. Actually, they they wish they were web web, web designers. They're all just awful people. But I've stayed at the Ace. It's a fine hotel. I stayed at one in Portland. So... Please don't sue me, Ace Hotel. No, I'm dying to stay there. I've never <laughs> stayed there yet. I leaned into the mic on that one. I will say this. The burger in the lobby at the Ace Hotel is one of the best I've ever, oh, at the I've ever had. Huh? Yeah, it's With amazing. Duck fat fries or oh, something? It's the best. That's a lot. <laughs> I want one of those now. Um, but anyway, it's about the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So sorry. what happened was I told some friends I was going to clean up. I was like, you know, I'm going to clean everything up. I'm going to throw things out. I'm going to organize, da, da, da. So my friend Toby Miller, who I grew up with, uh, who went to Williams with this other guy, Bill, who was their like production partners for a small period of time. They're like, we're going to come over and document it just for us, just for fun. Let's document the apartment the way it is before you throw everything out. So, okay. So they spent three days with me. They came over for three days and I just told stories about the apartment. I like did a little tour. I like gave funny stories about different stuff in the apartment. And I thought that was going to be it. We we're just gonna have like a fun archive, but then they went out and then they called uh, everyone I know, and they did interviews with them about me, <laughs> <laughs> about me and my stuff. So it's like, um, my mom, a bunch of my friends, women who have spent the night there, da, 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 they did all these interviews. I like the way friends, women who have spent the night there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're crashing. They're crashing. They're just like, they needed a place to Couch stay. surfing. Yeah. So, and then they made, they turned those interviews and my interviews and, the, oh, and then they added an extra element where they hired a professional organizer to show up and take a look at my apartment. Oh, seriously? Yeah. They had this one. I've hired a professional organizer. She was so freaked out. Like, I was really? so mad that she was there. I was like, I get you guys are doing this and it's kind of funny, but like she came in, she was like, she'd never seen anything like it. Never seen such a small space and never seen so much stuff in a small space. She was like, all right, so, okay, what are we going to do with this? And what are we going to do with that? Okay. Okay. And then they interviewed her privately about it and it all made into the film. Did you like having the organizer then? 
No, she didn't tell me anything I didn't yeah. already know, and like I felt like she was being, I don't know, a little condescending, a little con. Yes, yes. You think she would have drooled at the opportunity? <laughs> Aren't, isn't that what they love? This is like, oh my god, there's so much stuff to organize. Yeah, she did. She, she, there was an element of that. If you watch the movie, there's an element of her like, there's so much stuff I want to sink my teeth into here. But she was also like treating me like a five year old in a way. Oh. And I'm like, I know what this is. Like, I know how to organize. Like, I just haven't done it. <laughs> but that's why I hired them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to a therapist. So know? they made the movie. Yeah. They had the movie on, you could buy it online for a year. You could, and people were buying it. So it sold a lot of films. And then they want to take it to festivals and festivals are always like, if you're, we're going to have you in the festival, you can't get it anywhere else. So we only want you to be able to see it at the festival. Exclusive, so yeah. they stopped by, stopped selling it online and they went to like three or four festivals with it. And then that was it. So the trailer is still online. I think maybe that's what I saw. You saw there's yeah. trailers online. But How long is the movie then? 25 minutes. Oh, it's that long? Yeah. So what's funny now is that wherever I go, people talk about it. They want to talk about it. And when I originally did, I did an article on The Voice about my apartment. And I thought, I did the article because no one's going to read it. No one's going to see it. And I did the article right when the internet became a thing. So I did this article on The Voice. And because the internet appeared right when that article appeared. So all of a sudden, if you Google me, it's the only thing that came up. And still it comes up. So... And this thing has followed me around my entire life. Like this thing about my <laughs> did realtors contact you? Hey, I have a place one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, just saying if you want a little upgrade, <laughs> twelve by ten. Um, no, but people who were big fans of the movie have sh- would call me and say, "Hey, we're in town. We want to come by and see it and okay. take pictures of us in the film." In that would be space. funny to uh, sell, do a tour like sell for five dollars. You get it, a ten minute tour. They would do that. No, people showed up from Chicago, and they're like, "We want to take pictures of ourselves in the in the space. We watch the movie all the time. <laughs> we want to come over and take pictures in, in your house. Yeah, Is that cool. Yeah. We're strangers. Yeah, yeah that sounds. Strange. Let them do it. Did you really? Of course. <laughs> that's when you were down to earth. Yeah, that's that's when I was I was I was real before you got big. Mm-hmm. So you do the warm up for how long have you been doing that for Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, I do Obviously. the warm up, the resident comic. I'm also a pretty regular sketch performer on the show. Although, to tell the truth, I think I, I used to be a regular sketch performer on the show. I haven't been on in three months. They're <laughs> <laughs> giving you the slow phase. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the truth is, we changed the format of the show for the what the t- Tonight Show is going to be. It's going to be Tonight Show in a month. Yeah. So the new format is less sketchy. So all the sketches that I was in are basically not being done any, 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 anymore, which is fine. I get that. That's what, that's what they're doing. They're doing a, a longer monologue, one sketch. And then another sketch maybe with like a guest. So he's doing a Tonight Show style monologue? Like, yeah, like a longer one. Jay does with like 80 jokes or something? Yeah. No, we do 12. How long is Jay's monologue? It's 15 minutes. Is it really? You clock it in. From when the time he starts to the time he ends, it's the first 15 minute chunk of the show. Wow. Yeah. That's it's why crazy. does he want to write right. that many jokes? I know. Well, he has like people do it. I know yeah. he, wants, he wants to say that many jokes. Yeah. And... You know, it's not like they're like the greatest. Something's going on out my hallway yeah, here. Exactly. Someone's you hear that, people? I think my elevator's being repaired. That won't be distracting, though. They can barely hear it, right? They probably can. I, I like to point out every distraction so then it's in people's heads and then it ruins the experience. <laughs> so what's the warm-up like? What is? It's fun. I mean, it was... I mean, it's a good job, right? It's a, it's a, this particular job is a great job. But I, I didn't want to do it when Jimmy first asked me to do it, and he loves telling this 
uh, story, but um, he first asked me like about two months before the show was going to start, and we were at a party at a bar, and uh, I was like, "What?" And I didn't really want to be a, a warm-up guy. Like, that yeah. was never in my radar of things, jobs I wanted to be. Like, you know, I was a performer. I grew up as a theater kid. I always did theater. I was an actor. And then I got really into stand-up. And I've been doing stand-up for 15 to 20 years in, in New York. And and so he asked me. I was like, oh, okay. I think so. Maybe. Let me think about it. And he took that as like a no. He was like, you don't want to, you don't want to do it. Um, but eventually we got past that <laughs> after several emails. He actually hired, he actually hired Anthony Jeselnik and Wayne Fetterman to do it as a duo. Really? They were terrible as a duo. Can you I imagine just couldn't imagine. A warm-up duo? And I don't think Anthony would uh, be offended by this. I just, when I see Anthony Jeselnik, you don't go warm up. Come exactly. <laughs> I went, so, so they, they did the first test show and then Jimmy emailed me the next morning. It was like, you have to come and do it. These guys aren't doing it. So I, I went and watched the next day. And I watched Anthony and Wayne do it, and I was I was dying laughing because the audience was scared, like genuinely. Not only were they not laughing, that's they also were like, a weird pairing. Those two fright, together, oh, I God. mean, they're both funny guys. Yes, but. they're very good comics. They're yeah. great comics. Two of my favorites. Like there was one they were talking about the fire exits. <laughs> I remember, and and Wayne says, "So if there's a fire, just follow the pages. They'll, they'll tell you where to go." <laughs> and Anthony says, "Yeah, just put your life in a 21 year old dropout." <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone, like, none of us are no laughs. People got scared. I would think, though, it's uh, how long, so how long a warm up do you do? Um, it's got shortened. Um, I used to do like 15 minutes, which is pretty short, and now it's five. And you just shoot the shit with them? You just, yeah. You don't really do your act or anything? I don't, no, I don't do anything I would do, I do on stage at all, zero. I would think that would be pretty nice gig because they're so, so tourists and they're all pumped and they're excited. Pumped. They're they most got the excited. Tickets. Yeah. I'd say uh, 70% of the time they're a good crowd. Sometimes they're duds. Do you go on in between breaks? Like, no. Also, oh, it's just the beginning? Just, and just the beginning done. and then I'm done. Except for pretty much like once every two weeks I'll need to do, because there'll be like a long set change and I'll have to talk to the audience for like the set change. But right. it's like, Every once in a while. So, can you leave when you're done, or do you stick? Around? I they want me to stick, in case, stick around and watch the show in case they need me. In case right. like something breaks, there's like a long change. It happens once every two weeks. I will have yeah. to do a thing in the middle, but then I also do goodbyes. Like I just say good, goodbye at the end. Wow, that's a nice. And that's, is that like a union job? Is there? A, it's a after. Really? Yeah. So you get paid as if you're on camera. Sort of. So you get health insurance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you okay. You have to pay yeah, for health insurance. Oh, I know. I'm, I get in the, I'm in the union as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, are you? Which one? <laughs> but it's a fun job, and um, I've and I, what I do is I do, like, five minutes with, with the audience, just talk to them, and I like to keep it spontaneous and real and do yeah. crowd work. I don't know if you know what, what that is. Todd. I invented crowd work. Oh, that's but, right. So, that's right. I forgot. So, they, um, um, and it's really fun, and I find it, like, I find it some of, like, the most fun times I've had on stage the last few years has been with the audience. Like, they, you never know what they're going to say, and it just, and as you know, as a crowd work expert, yeah, your best thing, to, the best thing that happens is when you insinuate something about someone, and they, they try and dig their way out of your insinuation, the more they talk, the worse it gets for them. Uh, and you just You're talking about insulting someone. Hurt not insulting. Feelings. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like they're not necessarily hurt or pissed off, but you might they'll say something and then you'll take what they say in a certain direction that'll make them seem like they're whatever they are, like uh, a hick or a 
I don't know, a prostitute. Yeah. And then they'll try and they'll try and talk their way out of it. They're like, no, you're wrong. But the more they they plead their case, the worse it gets for them. And they're like, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So you never know what people are going to say. It's always fun. Do you like give away stuff? Like- um, if we have to stall, I'll do a like a dance contest with the birthday people. There's birthday people every day. People whose birthdays it is. Right. So I have them compete against each other. And they always do wacky dances. You never know what the, what they're going to do either. And the winner gets like a shirt or a book or something. Does the band play for those dances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the other thing I do is I dance with the band every every day. Oh, nice. Because I bring out the band. I do my five to ten minutes. And then I bring out the band. And then the band and I have like choreographed dances that we've sort of worked out. So every day I, I'm sweating up a storm by the end of their thing because I've been like working it after for their, like a five-minute song. And then, um, then we start the show. Unless I have to stall. That's great. Yeah. That'd be a hard job to quit. So It's a very hard job to quit. <laughs> I need you to quit that job. <laughs> have you ever um, done a set on the show or have you thought about no, it? No. I mean, when Jimmy first asked me to do the show, that was one of the, our sort of things. I was like, he's like, I was like, I want to do a stand show. He's like, great, we'll do it. But I haven't done it. And then about two years in, I asked about it. I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, I should do a set on the show. And the answer I got back from one of the producers was, I'm on the show so much as a character. It'd be weird for me to be a guest because I do so many bits on the sh- on the show. Yeah, so I got it. I was, just, I'm, I was fine fine with that. And are you going to continue with, with the one tonight, tonight show? show? Sure, it's not the same studio, is it? It's this, the same one as our old one. Yeah, we were in six B for four years, and now we've moved to six A, and now they've rebuilt six B, and we're going to go back there. And then Seth is starting his show. Seth's starting his show right up, right up, right upstairs. Wow, it's eight J. So. Letterman and uh, they're going to be competing for guests. Huh? Oh, yeah. That's Letterman us, get and ugly. Seth are going to be competing for guests. You know what that means. What? Easy for me to get booked. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's going to be – It's. I think it's great for New York to get, like, everyone back in New York and all the guests back in New York and, like, get more, you know, excitement back here. How do you know Jimmy? How do I know Jimmy? Originally, we met in 2000. Uh, and a very, was it winter? It was winter. It was January. It was January of 2000, maybe. And it was Jane Pratt had, was having like a weird little afternoon party at from Cassidy. From Jane Magazine? From Jane Magazine. Was having like a little get together at Casa de Femme, which is this like restaurant in Soho. Was um, Michael Stipe there? Stipe was not there, but he does, <laughs> he does usually hang, hang out there with her. Um, he, she was having a little party like, like a Saturday afternoon and I was with Josh Charles again, name dropping. You are going to yeah. keep the name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh and I were hanging out and Jane invited us to come by and hang out. And, um, Jimmy was there and a bunch of other people we knew and we all hung around and drank and played dice. We played like a dice game all day. And that was the first time I, I met him. And then I ran into him. Like I just kept running into him all the time. Like every couple months we ran to each other party somewhere and we would joke around and hang out. And then it wasn't until like 2005, like five years later, he saw me in this internet short. Um, it was a Stella short that I was in. The only one that, that I, that I was in considering <laughs> my closest friends. So, um, <laughs> I think your points well taken. I think we get what just happened right there. <laughs> so I was in this one Stella short and Jimmy loved those shorts. And I think this one that I was in, he loved my bit in it. And in fact, 
um, when he when friends would come over to his apartment, he would show them the short. He was like, "Isn't this short really funny? Isn't that guy hilarious?" And he'd just isolate my part. And then we have a lot of friends in common. And I guess he had sort of forgotten that we were had knew each other a little bit. Yeah, because other friends would say he'd show us your part, and I would say, "That's Seth. You know him." He was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. And then after that, we became much better friends and we started hanging out more and more. And then when the show came up, he asked me to be on it. Have you been to his house? Yes, I've been to his house. Is it nice? The, the new place? Yeah. Yeah. I need that address. No. <laughs> Is it big? I don't think I'm allowed to say they... they they bought the place upstairs, so now it's like a two-level yeah. joint. Well, we're not going to reveal where he lives. Yes, so, but, <laughs> but it's it's pretty big, yeah. I don't think anyone can track him down based on that information. But they're great. Uh, and um, Nancy, his wife, and him entertain. They're great entertainers. Like, I would love, no, never been invited. They love having people over. Wow, tons and tons of people, mostly comics, <laughs> mostly New York-based comics. That's, yeah. that's that's they love having uh, having having. A couple of my neighbors have been to one of their parties. No, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did um. So you know a lot of people. You're one of those people who knows a lot of people. I guess. I, I feel like I could go to, like, the Netherlands and someone, do you know Seth? <laughs> I feel like that's happened. Depends who you ask. That's, that would probably probably happen. You went to school with a lot of uh, um, famous Well, people, Showalter right? and I. Michael Showalter. We know each other since third grade. Um, and then, and Ethan Hawke is from our same hometown. Was it Princeton, right? Princeton, Jersey, yeah. And which, which a lot of people are from there. Like um, Chris Barron from Spin Doctors and all the Blues Traveler guys <laughs> uh, who went to school with us. And then outside of us, like uh, from Princeton alone, like John Lithgow and Christopher Reeve and B.B. Uh, Newworth, John Stewart's from right outside. Yeah. Um, who else? There's a bunch of people. Trey from Fish. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. All the jam bands have their roots there. Um, uh, and then I went to theater camp. And I went to theater camp with Josh Charles and a bunch of other people. Where was theater camp? Uh, Stage Door Manor, upstate. Huh. Is that still there? It's not only still there. It's bigger and more popular than ever. In fact, it's harder to get into. When I went, you just signed up and went. Now you have to audition to go. Oh, really? It's become so big, yeah. It's like Juilliard. It's like Juilliard for 10-year-olds. It's Juilliard for for 10-year-olds in upstate New York. Yeah. (laughs) Did you... um, That's cool. That sounds like fun camp, actually. It was great. It was intense. I mean, it was intense. It was fun... But you were like, these like, I was 10 when I first went and you're immersed in like, like a New York theater world removed at like a camp with all kids who are not, who are like dramatic kids, like kids who are prone for, to drama. Yeah. So the, when you first get there, the first few days are like auditions, like everyone auditions for like, for like the, the, the a director's they can place you in like a class and place you in a show. They see like a, what level of talent you are. Like, are you a good singer? Are you a good actor? Like, where are you? Let's, so then the first two days, you're just bored because everyone's just auditioning all, all, all day. And then they put up the cast list, and then you find out what show you're in. And then, so that's your main show, but then you're in like a small show too. So you're in two different shows at the same time, plus you're taking three classes a day. So because you went in when it was a complete open school, so you must have been, there must have been people who were terrible. Terrible. Where were you? How good were you? Were you all right? Um, oh, I mean, I think I was pretty good as yeah. a kid. But I was a chorus member for the first, you know, six shows. Not four, maybe four shows that I was I was in. Can you sing? No. Really? <laughs> I'm not a good singer. But <laughs> but I was so young, and I don't know where my skill level was, so they just put me in, like, the background and let me shine. But I won Best Chorus Member. They gave out awards at the end of every three three weeks. Yeah. And I won Best Chorus Member more than a few a few times. Wow. <laughs> Did you get recruited by any of them? 
Mormon Tabernacle Choir? <laughs> no, because I like, couldn't sing. Did people come there and scout like talent? Like, oh yeah, agents. The kid agents would come uh, all the time, every every week. It was only two or three agents in New York that dealt with kids, but they but we knew them. There was like three of them, and they came all the time. Kid actors. That's you ever been to an audition when there's also a kid acting thing oh, going? Yeah. I just feel these these little kids with coiffed hair. It's like seven. He's got hairspray in his hair. He just looks like a little anchor man or something. It's like, Oh yeah. And there was so much jealousy amongst like who the kids who would get signed on with the managers and agents and who wouldn't. And like, and then it got really competitive. And because all of a sudden these kids who you're like sharing a bunk with and you're doing like, you know, like they did pretty advanced musicals, but you're doing a show with them. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I have to leave camp because I'm going to do this movie. Like, Scorsese's sending yeah. a car for me. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, you're like, what? You're going to do what? Like, it changes your reality. It gets things weird at a young age. But also, what it taught me was that one thing this business can do, can you can get in your head by, like, comparing yourself to others. So, like, why is that guy doing this? And I'm not doing this. Why is he doing this? Nah. And at a very young age, you're like, you can't compare yourself to someone else's journey. You can't. Because it'll just drive you nuts. Yeah, I always feel that. When I hear someone like that, especially in stand-up, you're just like... There's room for you. Just yeah. work and do it. Yeah. It's not like that guy got on stage, so you're not getting on stage. Exactly. No one's stealing your parts, your jobs. Yeah. yeah. But acting, though, is a little more cutthroat. People it have is. stolen lots of parts from me. No, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, um, and I'm sure you've stolen lots of parts from, from other people. I have. I, God. There was so many people who said to me, like, I almost got that job in The Wrestler as the manager, but Todd Barry stole it from me. I almost got the coffee line job in Wanderlust. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave it to you because you you really seem yeah. like you've had coffee but before. That, I mean, amongst actors, and I know a lot of actors, like, that happens. Like, people say, like, I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, I almost was um, Robin in Batman and Robin. I was like, almost. So, I mean, like, there's so many, like, actors walk around with that in their head, and that's their line, and that's what they talk about, like, and, like, but you weren't. You weren't. <laughs> but in your head, you were. You know? I mean, in the same, I mean, I was as much Robin as you are, and everyone in this room, except if the guy who played Robin was here. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost. Well, at least there. Well, that's, that is a weird thing to show off about. I yeah. guess if it makes you confident, though, and you're like, all right, I came that close, maybe I'll get something else, but... Yeah, but but also there's like certain parts that were there's certain parts that they were looking for a no name I know, and then like everyone in New York auditioned for something, and then like a few people got close, but there's certain parts that everyone says they were close on it, but they didn't get it. Like like hundreds of people to say that, but like you weren't. I know you weren't. I know the two people that were almost got it, and you're not. One yeah. of them, you know, is this in camp or just no camp? here in New York when I was young, when I was like a 23 year old actor, there was like, there was like, like the scent of a woman part that, um, Sam Trammell did, you yeah, know, that was almost mine. That was almost yours. Right. They were looking for a no name and Sam Trammell, who I, I good, good, good buddies with, he ended up doing it. But every guy who was like 23 at the time was like, I almost got that. It's like, no, you didn't. Scent of a woman. That was, so he was like a kid in that, right? Are you getting a call? Yeah. You're not going to take your call, no, right? Call. <laughs> that would be a uh, bad form. Hold on. I'm going to do this Start screaming over the phone. Um, um, what were you saying? Yeah, he was like, it was like a Pacino's ward. Like the guy who was like taking yeah, him, I taking him around. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. That's the Hooya movie, right? That's, that's, that is known as the Hooya film, yeah. Do you do many auditions? Not as much as I used to. To tell you the truth, I got rid of my uh, managers and agents a while ago. I have a lawyer now only. We See, I don't have, even have a lawyer. Yeah. And all the lawsuits I have to file myself. <laughs> I file papers in the court, courthouse every day. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, 
a lawyer is kind of important just in terms of like getting your contracts. No, I've dealt with lawyers and I've had, it's fun to watch a lawyer do their job. Yeah. Like there's times I've tried to get money from people and you just see the email exchanges and you're like, Oh, this guy's, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You got he, like, they have like a, like a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they know the legal thing that's going on here. <laughs> and they threaten people in a certain yeah. way. Oh, it's beautiful. I need a lawyer. You <laughs> so you just have a lawyer. I, I just have a lawyer. So I don't audition as much as I should, but I do get a sh- like a decent amount of auditions just from the casting directors. Directly? Yeah. You, you want an agent though, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure your lawyer has a lot of pull getting <laughs> setting up auditions. He hasn't done any. Zero. Especially because he's not even in New York. They said, I got an audition for you. You're my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I got an audition for a Dentine commercial. Uh, what? How would you even know know about that? Well, I'm I'm making it. But that's fun. I mean, they take only five percent, right? He takes five five percent, but he's another camp friend. He's another connection I got I had from camp. He take three percent. He used to take three. Well, the truth is, he's a great guy, and he was doing it for free. He did. He's been like doing my contracts for years, all for free. I didn't pay him anything. But I recently got, and we can talk about this, a a, a decent like TV contract for uh-huh. a different show and he was doing the contracts i'm like i'm gonna pay you like i know you said you do it free but yeah. i'm gonna pay you your rate because you're doing a great yeah. job at some point you want to be like all right we're, i'm an adult now. i'm an adult exactly yeah. like you don't have to do my stuff for and then free. if you take some money you're like really come on <laughs> we <laughs> went to camp together <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly. to take money really like, what do you mean? a couple calls what do you, come on man <laughs> but you totally. said to take yeah i, I know no, but i, but you I thought it. you would no, no, you'd say no i thought you'd say no oh you take it no take it yeah you think you should take it I mean, I knew you when you were four years old. I was yeah. like, oh, take money. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought uh, it was nice for me to offer, but... Uh, so is this TV show you can talk about? Or yeah, no, it's premieres Monday. Oh, shit. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's, it's hot. It's what hot. It's premieres Monday. Um, Michael Ian Black and Tom Papa and I host a show, a science show, on Nat Geo. Really? I like Nat Geo. National Geographic has a new... This is their first comedy venture, their first thing in the comedy world. And we're three comics hosting a science show. Wow, it's really fun. There was no, there was like almost no like script. We had like a structure, and then we just made it up. Tom really? and Mike and I just riffed. It was really fun. So they're like uh, volcanoes, go <laughs> more or less. Basically, <laughs> what you got on volcanoes? There was this, the, the, the structure is like there's these weird science facts, like science facts, that like freakonomicsy stuff. Like um, um, we opened the very first pilot on on Monday. Opens with we put out a fire with us. Um, sound. So we have these two speakers that are hooked up to a certain frequency and there's a fire and then we put out the fire with it and then we joke, joke about that. And then that we each have a fact. Every episode we each have one fact that we're going to prove. Where did you do this? Uh, 53rd Street in a so, so you, Tom Papa and who else? Black. Michael, Michael Black. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a that fun dude, group. That dude gets so much work, right? Black is in, gets insane amount of work. He, it's funny. He gets work and I'm, that's not insulting. Where you wouldn't expect like him to get really, one. That's the Klondike, the Klondike guy. Yes, the Klondike guy. <laughs> but he also did that he's such, game show. He's, he's so dark that you oh, expect him to not be like dark and emotionally unavailable. Like yeah. his whole his whole shtick is that like I don't care about anyone. I don't care about anything. Um, I'm a cold, like like empty shell. That's just that's his bit, you know. And it works for him. Yeah, you know. And it's not a bit. No, that's <laughs> not a bit. He's a cold, empty shell. Who has adorable little kids? Does he have cute kids? He has two kids, yeah. No, I like Michael. 
I just didn't expect him to be the Klondike guy. Is he the Klondike guy? He was the Klondike guy. Well, right, that while ago. Yeah. But now he's like hosting that thing with Deal Hoogley on that oh, really? game show on TBS. He's always tweeting about how he's flying first class. I'm like, where are you going? What are these gigs you got? Where are you going, man? So um, what kind is it? A weekly show? Weekly show? What's it called? Duck Quacks Don't Echo, which is it's a terrible name. I don't love it. It's from the English show. This is an adaption of the English show of the same name. Okay, because in England that wouldn't—that's like a normal name. Because <laughs> they you know they had like don't a show called Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Bugs like, the Buzzcocks, right? Imagine exactly. a show called Never. Like they had an American version, but yeah, no show would ever be called that here. No, no, no. Even though the Buzzcocks are an American band, I just made that up. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah, so it's, it's it's their version was a little more of a panel show, like a science comedy yeah. panel show where they had scientists talk. We got rid of the scientists. We got rid of. <laughs> Let's just bring the comedians in. Exactly. Science. Exactly. Exactly. But um, but it made it funnier and faster and not, not as slow. You know. How long? It's a half hour. Show? It's a half hour. Was we shot them for hours, but then they, they recut them for half hours. Yeah, nice, lean and mean. Yeah, exactly. In internet. Exactly. And how many of those <clears throat> are there going to be? Fourteen. That's cool. Yeah, fourteen okay. weeks. Half hour show. They're, I gotta tell you, like we had so much fun making them. I'm sure they're going to be somewhat funny. You know, um, we do a lot of wacky stuff on the on, on the show. Like, like we do like we do one big centerpiece. We had a, a, a live audience as you would with any comedy show, and we do like a big uh, science experiment. So one of them on the first show, I think the science experiment is I climb a wall with a vacuum. So they have me dressed in a spider outfit, which I do not want to get in yeah. and then they have this giant vacuum cleaners like these huge tubes on my back which weighed 50 pounds I think each and then these giant suction paddles and they they had foot feet uh, s- s- straps my feet as well and I literally had to climb a wall using these suction paddles of, of from the vacuum like 20 foot wall oh my God. it was physically actually one of the hardest things I've yeah, ever that's done <clears throat> that sounds difficult it was hard how I mean, long was, did it take you to do an episode uh, to shoot one yeah mm-hmm. About two hours. Two hours? And how much prep did you have? Did you have to rehearse and stuff? <laughs> Why is that we did this. We shot the whole thing in like a week. Uh-huh. Some shows we didn't prep at all. <laughs> Some shows we prepped a lot. Some shows we prepped zero. I mean, we, we, did, we did a read-through. We did one read-through of each script, and sometimes that's all we did, and sometimes we would do like rehearse like full bits. Did you guys get along well? Extremely well. Even with Tom Papa? Really? I'm joking. <laughs> he's the, he's the know, nicest he's the nice guy. guy that's, what, that's the joke I've never met him. Really? We, you Tom Papa? We, we, I've been to New York doing comedy forever. Yeah. He, we met on the show, and we got along really well. Yeah, he's, we he's met got on a, the show. He's got a good energy. Great Tom energy. Papa. And I, we auditioned together, and that's when I first met him at the audition, and I was shocked how good he was at just being like a host. Like just doing like, there's like hosty stuff, like intros and outros. And without, I don't know how much he rehearsed it, but he did it. Like he was a, like, but he also he's hosted it the marriage draft. So the marriage draft, he's hosted other, other shows as yeah. well. He's really good at that thing. Yeah. And very quick. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Sweet a little bit. Let's talk about Sweet. Last night was a giant show for us. Well, let's tell people what Sweet is. So. Sweet is a weekly comedy show, a live stand-up show and sketch show and lots of wacky stuff happens. Like anything can happen at the uh, show. Um, I've been doing it in New York uh, for nine years. Really? Nine years weekly show. And what venues have you done it? It was at this, um, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the Slipper Room? Yeah. Slipper Room for six years. And then we moved to Ella for two years. Oh, that's right. While they rebuilt the, <coughs> yeah. um, the Slipper Room. The Slipper Room's rebuilt, and we've been back there for a year and a half. 
And it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the new slip room I like That's a lot. That's a nice space. It's a great nice, space, especially when it's, it's nice filled. Stage and it's real high. It's got a little balcony. Got, yeah. And last night it was filled to the brim. <laughs> we, we sold out. We had to like turn people away, which we don't often do. Um, and it's a great vibe. And it's packed in like that. And it's cold. And everyone's like in it. Like yeah. anything's fun. No matter what you say, people are going, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to comedy. To be fair, though, I, I think I bombed there. <laughs> I have a bomb there. You, well, you've also done the show like a hundred times. Yeah, there's going to be statistically there's going to be a bomb. Yeah, out of a hundred. I think you bombed once out of like the maybe fifty times. You've I, done the show. I mean, for me, bombing is like anyone else's really good stuff. <laughs> to me, if one joke doesn't work, it's like, oh man, I bombed. <laughs> Tom, you got ten minutes standing ovation. <laughs> That's a bombing for and me. That's a short standing out. <laughs> no, I, I've had I've struggled there. Who have you? Uh, did you have a celebrity uh, DJ? Justin Long was my uh, celebrity <laughs> DJ last last night, which he does it a lot, and he's really funny. Yeah. He's, he's, he did it once when I hosted. Yeah. He does it whenever he's in New York. He always does it. He loves the show. And he's also like, I try and get some like you know famous friends of mine to come and do that, because it's a way for them to be a part of the show without having to do a set, with like, the pressure of having to do a set. So they sit off stage, and they riff with me. They have a mic and they riff with me like during the show, like just about bits or whatever I want to talk about. And they also play like tunes between uh, between acts. But Justin comes with like bits. He's like, I've got five bits I, w- I want to do. Which ones do you want to do? Really? He, yeah. He has like he has like impressions he wants to do. He has like recorded things. He has like things he wants to talk about. Stories he wants to tell. Like he comes with stuff. It's great. It fills the show really, 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 really well. He lives you know? in New York. He has a place here. It's amazing. I love Justin. I don't know how he, he makes a t- ton of money, I guess, doing a lot of movies. He has four homes. Really? Yeah. Well, he did those Apple commercials. Yeah, that's right. The he Mac has four $200,000 homes. Yeah. <laughs> four $100,000 homes. He has four $90,000 homes. Um, Where's he, where are his four homes? Now I'm curious about that. We don't need to talk about him after this. Though. He has a place in New York. He's got a, like a cabin in Massachusetts. He has a house in Austin and a place in L.A. Man. Yeah. I only have three houses. I don't know how he even has time to go to any. <laughs> I like to fly to Austin to Massachusetts. That's a, that can't be a direct flight. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Not stoppers. Um, but he's he's super fun. How do you know him? Through Sam Rockwell, actually. Oh my god! <laughs> Keep dropping those. Names. <laughs> Rockwell and I are old friends from 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 New York, and Sam and Justin became good buddies from doing uh, Galaxy Quest together. I don't even know what that is. It's a movie that they're both in with. Um, Tim Allen. It's actually really funny. He's Sam Rockwell's the nice guy. Sam Rockwell's the nicest. He's guy. like very down to earth sort of regular guy. Yeah, for a movie star guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like a he's like a real actor's actor. You know. Yeah, he's like the real deal. Yeah, completely. I just saw him in um, Seven Psychopaths the other day on t- TV. He's tremendous in it. I didn't see that. You got to watch it. What is that? It's a great movie with Walken and Colin Farrell and him, and basically the three of them go out to the desert to write a movie about psychopaths. But they don't realize that Sam is the craziest psychopath of all of them. Oh, that sounds great. How come I never heard of this it's movie? It's really funny. It was in the theaters for a short period of time, but it's on TV now a Seven lot. Psychopaths? So good. That and so basically cool. the movie's called, the movie that they're writing is called Seven Psychopaths. And, they're, and they each describe like different chapters they're trying to write. And then that goes into like different like cartoon or like fantasy worlds about this chapter that they, they all want to write. But then the reality is... I don't want to give it away, but it gets really crazy. That sounds good. Yeah, it's good. Have you ever written a screenplay? 
I have a few that's, that aren't quite done. <laughs> has your lawyer read them yet? <laughs> My lawyer has not, has not, has not read them. But um, I have some some ideas I've had for a long for a long time. One of the ideas I can talk about. You really want to spill it? I, well, it's a real experience. I had. someone might write it up though. You think so? So maybe I shouldn't even. I would give it okay. away, right? Okay. Well, Listen, look, look how classy I am. Like that could have been a great moment in this episode. But what, I said no, no, yeah. I don't want you to ruin your. I don't want your idea taken. Exactly right. Thank you, Tom. By me is what I'm saying. <laughs> I got my laptop here. I'll... <laughs> so you Take interview your mom, your mom. How did that start? Uh, that started. That was funny. That started before. We should say your mom is on almost every episode. Almost every, every sweet. Show. Almost every sweet show. My mom comes to the show, and she's very funny as just being herself. Yeah, she's very real and very sort of Jewy and mommy, and like says crazy things. Like says things like I don't know what is going to come out of her head. Yeah. So. I started doing a thing called What's on My Mom's Mind, which is like a little section of the show where we I just talk. We just I don't know what she's gonna say, we don't prepare anything, and I just deconstruct why she's nuts. Like like she talks and I sort of like just like riff with her about, you know like last night she talked about she's very angry that there's the, that people think square dancing is but barn dancing is square dancing, but it's very different. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> someone I could talk to about that. <laughs> She's like, everyone thinks they're square dancing, but they're barn dancing. And you have to be an expert to be a square dancer. And you have to, like, take classes. No one can square dance, but everyone can barn dance. And it was so funny. That's really funny. It was really She's so, genuinely, like, an issue for her. So barn dancing is pretty much we're in a barn, we're dancing. And you can well, barn, barn dancing, dancing, they do calls like uh, Element left and, and shoot oh. uh, Sashay left and do the same. Like the, if someone's calling, but a lot of the easy calls that you do in a group, like in, in lines particularly, are barn dances. And square dancing, you're in a square. It's a lot more complicated. you got to say it does sound like the same thing. It's, it is similar. To like people like us. How like did this become an issue for us? That's, She's been great. a square dancing like aficionado for since I've been born. Like it's been a thing that she does, yeah, and she does it in 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 New York, and I think she's gotten to the point where people say to her like, "Oh, I square dance," and they tell her what she does. She goes, "You bar dance." <laughs> wow, they thought they made a friend, and like, no, I don't think you're in my no. world. Not only they goes, but not a dancer not, in New York City, not a bar dancer in New York. This City. is from a, a Jew from the Bronx. Know, like, she got really into square dancing. <laughs> that where does she go to square dance? There's a one club in Manhattan, and she says it's all gay guys. Yeah, it's just like her and like eight gay guys. Square dance, square dance club. Club. I feel like you should videotape her making it, explaining the difference, mm-hmm. getting all fired up about yeah, it. That would yeah. be a really funny YouTube clip. Yeah. <laughs> Some more construction going on in my hallway. Sounds like a siren. Sounds like a siren. I think there's like a there's a cop car out there. Oh, it's vacuum. It's a Everyone's vacuum. It's a heavy vacuum. It's a vacuum. It's like the first time my building's ever been vacuumed. It's today. either a vacuum or it's a French police car. <laughs> the best part is that I'm still recording with that going on. Yeah. It's and now you're pop. being you're being led into the uh, process a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is this is it's not a slick show. It's a down earth show. So you had <laughs> so who were your guests last night? Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. Uh, That's who, a big gun. Big gun. Uh, he came in. was great. He, I think he's doing a set on Kimmel coming up, but he didn't really do any of those jokes. He just, like, had fun with the, the audience the entire time and just was making up stuff. Um, the audience loved that. He was there. Gethard was great. Yeah. Gethard, God, he's never know what he's going to do. Like, he always, whenever he comes to my show, the, he always challenges the audience to some kind of like physical duel. Mm-hmm. So he, he told a couple stories and then he's like, does anyone want to fight, fight me? 
<laughs> and this one guy goes, I'll slap fight you. So the, the show ended basically with oh. gathered in a slap fight with this dude. I think that would have made me incredibly uncomfortable. The, I thought it would make it uncomfortable. The audience went crazy. I guess a slap it. fight is pretty innocent. They but, loved, but they did it. But the idea is they did it progressively harder each time. Oh my God. Was it rigged? No. Did he have like no. the world, his best buddy? No. It was a no, dude they never met. I guess you don't need to set that up. No, they just did it, and like the audience knew it was spontaneous. They so it was the audience. It was the audience guy's idea to do the slap fight. I think he just wanted to fight or punch him, and then I forgot who came up with the slap fight. One of the, one of the two of them came up with that idea, or maybe someone else in the the audience. It just sort of happened naturally. So was he actually gonna, prepared to get into a regular fight? Yeah, I don't know what he's because in the past, Gethard had uh, leg wrestled a girl on stage that was ended up being really really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to do that Indian look. look yeah, wrestle. yeah. I, I do a square dance. <laughs> so wrestling people, and right, there's actually that's not yeah. that's not Indian wrestling. So yeah, so Gethard's done that a couple of times where he's leg leg wrestled girls on on stage on my on my show, and then he wanted to try something else, and so he got a slap fight with this guy. It was so awkward. Did hilarious. you end with that? We were, I was going to end with Wyatt was going to Wyatt Snack was going to be the last this, but Wyatt left. He left. He left. He just bailed. He's like, I'm not going to follow a slap fight. I'm gonna, uh, he left. I respect that. On some <laughs> so uh, it was Wyatt. It was Wyatt canceled. Yes, uh, Gethard, Kroll, and uh, Tiffany Stevenson from. Oh England. yeah, she was my podcast guest last week. Wasn't she? Wasn't yeah, she great? Yeah, yeah. God, she's so she and funny. I shared a uh, a venue in Edinburgh. Oh, she's so funny. When are you going to go on the road, Seth? We, I just got back. From where? I went did uh, Jimmy's tour. Oh, you did? Yeah, the Clean Cut Comedy Tour. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. It was uh, Nick Thune, Julie McCullough, Nate Bargatze, and me. Wow. And Jimmy hosts. He hosts it. He does, like, bits throughout. We do sets. And then he does a really long set at, at the end. How many shows did you do? We did six. And, like, nice theaters around the, the Where did country. you go? In order... St. Louis, Atlanta. Where'd you play in Atlanta? Tampa. Um, Tabernacle? No, no. We played the Cobb Energy Center. It's a new fangled thing. Yeah. It's like this new complex. Yeah. Um, so Tampa was a beautiful old theater. That the Tampa, Tampa Theater? Tampa Theater? Yeah. Gorgeous theater. I think I've, I think I've been. It's like, it looks like you're in, like it looks like a set of like an old Mexican like town. That's the theater. That's like the stage. It's be cool. It's nuts. So whose idea was it, this tour? Was it Jimmy? Jimmy. He just Jimmy said, "Let's do a yeah. little tour." And then we did Seattle, L.A., and Denver. Where in Seattle? The more the Paramount. Oh, that's a nice one. It's great. I've Gorgeous. never done a show there, but I've been there. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. How did you travel? Sweet. Planes, 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 like regular, regular old no. planes. Well, Jimmy traveled his own plane, private jet. Yeah, and then we went uh, our own. Not our own private plane, but we took He couldn't squeeze you on the private jet? He was doing a different schedule than us. Because <laughs> he, to his blessed like, soul, and I know whatever that. schedule ha- makes me have the plane to myself. <laughs> He's like, as long as I have the plane. Yeah. You just, uh, my schedule needs to be where I have the plane to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he wishes he had the plane to himself. The truth is, he was doing his um, um, affiliate tour. So he had to go to all the affiliates all before right. he becomes Slideshow and like do interviews, like lo- local news interviews and. You know, oh, play nice. So he was doing two cities a day. So like, we would go like we went to St. Louis, but he would have to go to Kansas City in the Back morning to show, do yeah. interviews, and then do St. Louis interviews, and then we do a show in St. Louis at night. And as soon as the show was over, whatever city we're in, he would get on his plane ten thirty, and then fly to the next city he had to be at to be there at six a.m. to oh. do a whole bunch of interviews. Then he'd meet us in Atlanta, and we'd do a show there. Isn't he big enough where he goes? I don't want to. 
do all this shit, man. I just want to do my shows. It's the opposite. How about the hotels? Uh, very nice. Let's hear some names. I don't remember the names of hotels. I just remember them. I mean, my rooms were awesome. Um, I don't know. The, the, a lot of Marriott's, a lot of fancy Marriott's. Fancy Marriott's? Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, he has energy like I couldn't believe. The fact that he was up at six every day doing interviews all day, and then he came and like hosted a show all night and was awesome. He is a pretty upbeat guy. Upbeat guy with tons of energy. Like, I'm shocked. Yeah. How's he do it? Um, how does he do it? He, um, I don't know. Um, mostly... I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him when he's a guest on the When he comes cast. by, so I'm going to, I should ask him if he'll do it at 6 a.m. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah, I, hear you, I hear you have no problem waking up early. So that's the only time he does that. He does, like, radio interviews at 6 a.m. sometimes. I would think, man, I'd like to think if I were as famous as, as he would, I'd be one of these, like... Very limited press. Not like, yeah, I'll make the rounds all over the place. But I guess it's nice if someone's giving you the money he's getting. Yeah, but also like he's promoting the Tonight Show. And oh, then he comes not, there's no time to just chill. No. He does. He finds time, time to chill. But yeah. it's, it's, it's a small amount of time. So are you guys going to do another round of that? I want to. We want to do. We, he doesn't have to do any more like a billiard. I think he's done with that tour. <clears throat> but like we had such a good time on that tour. We all got along really well. And Jimmy got along with us. And he liked us all. He wants to do it. But I don't know when we would. Like, how long no did time. you do? How were your sets? How long were your sets? Um, I did like 12 minutes uh, to 15 minutes. And other people did like 20-ish. You know, 20 the most. Some people went long. We didn't light any, anyone. So you just had to like police your yourself no one got lit so some people go really long like by accident <laughs> by accident yeah oh I'm sorry about that accident who was that hour we long accident we I were just giving got we were giving shit to like I think it was Julian one to like a half hour really one time yeah, you gotta police that kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah nothing against Julian <laughs> Julian Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And the, and the funny thing was, the very, like, uh, Jimmy was making a deal. It's like, you can do what you want, just don't just some curse. He doesn't want anyone to curse on the show. Really? Yeah. And the very first show in St. Louis, Thune <laughs> dropped an F bomb at the audience. <laughs> What's up, you fucking awful <laughs> audience? It was the night, it happened to be the night, the first time the show was the Dodgers versus St. Louis baseball game. And, and Nick is a Dodgers fanatic and in St. Louis. And he wanted to just put it in their face that he's like a Dodgers fan. So he ended up cutting out his set and just talking about baseball. And he was like, fuck you guys. Dodgers Did he get in trouble for, for No, we all laughed. That was really funny. Why? That's interesting. He would want you to work clean. Like it's, yeah. That was his concept for the show. Oh, he did call it the clean guy. Clean, 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 clean. I thought that just meant you guys were... Had Shaved. nice cuts. Yeah. No, like we weren't, we weren't cursing and don't talk about sex too much. And wow. that's it. But like, but what it does is it opens up like be really funny in all these other ways. Like, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. That's like I did like a big dance number. I did a, another musical bit. I told some stories. I you know talked about the news. You know, you did other th- other things. And the shows are packed, huh? Sold out every single one. Like two, three thousand people. Yeah, that's exciting. Are you nervous? Exciting. Are you a little nervous? Yeah, no, I was a little nervous, but I get then, a little nervous. but but I realized very quickly that I'm so sometimes so much more nervous for for shows with our fourteen people. Yeah, in a way, thousand people. In a way, they're easier to do a big ten much. I, I think a hundred times more easy. Yeah, because the only difference is you have to talk slower when it's three thousand. I have a problem with that. Yeah, exactly. But but even if a thousand people are laughing. That's a third of the audience. That's still a thousand people laughing. That's yeah. You know, it's great. That's a, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. 
Not that, that you're bombing with two thirds of the crowd. <laughs> Not that over fifty percent of the people. No, it's like even if you. even if fifty percent of people hate hate you, that's still fifty yeah. hundred people going nuts. It's like still a bigger show than I would have done if I just booked this place myself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the way Remember I when we did that show in Albany? There was a giant two thousand seat yeah. theater and a hundred people showed up. Do I owe you money for that rental car? <laughs> Probably. I forgot. Okay. They, they they didn't they didn't pay me. They didn't reimburse. Me for Let that me car. know what I. Owe. I forgot how much it cost. Okay, but that was that was one of the few times I've ever done a giant theater and no one came. Well, that wasn't it. Like during the day or something. During the day on a day when the school had like what their city spring was that festival, it? Albany. It was yeah. from the University of Albany. Right, and there was like a, it was a huge theater. A huge. It was me, theater. you, Brian Posehn, and Baldo. Right. It was fun though, right? It wasn't the a super fun show. Like 200 people came and they loved it. But if it was in like a 200 person space, it would yeah, be great. Right. But in fact, it was in a 1500 person theater and 200 people. people that's a college. It. That's a college show. Yeah. Well, yeah. We got that theater, right? Yeah. That holds 2000 people. Um, what do you got to promote before we say goodbye? Uh, duck, Duck Wax Monday. Duck Wax. What's it called again? Duck, Duck Wax Don't Echo on Nat Geo. <laughs> Starts uh, Monday. And um, um, I'm actually been hosting another show for them that we're going to tape uh, in a couple of months. What's that? It's called, I don't know if I can call We haven't done the contract yet. Right. I can, call, I can t- talk, talk about it yet, but I got the offer. Okay. Maybe we should. Can, Maybe you, we, can you talk about the concept? Or you know the concept, it? it's like their version of like uh, Tosh. It's uh-huh. like failed videos that I would host. That's a good gig. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like me showing failed uh, videos and, and then the, there, the net geo element is there's like, there's like the comedy where you're making fun of it, but you also, there's the science of it. Like, why did that guy fall off, fall off the ladder? Right. There's like a small sciencey element of like physics of it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, that's kind of a good angle. Yeah. So the angle is like, we're going to make fun of it, but we're also going to talk about like physically why that didn't work. When that guy drove his car into a Seven Eleven, yeah, literally threw the first, <laughs> yeah. you know, the doors into the candy aisle. Why did no one die when they why should did have? None of that candy <laughs> shatter. Yeah, exactly. Why did only the chocolate? Yeah. Melt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. So we're, if uh, everything work works out, um, I'll shoot that in, uh, like next month or something. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah. Do you have a? You don't have a website, do you? It's being built as we speak. Okay, the website's being being. Is built. it SethHerzog.com? I, ha- I own that. It's being. Yeah, built. I went there and I saw that it was parked. It's parked. It's being. It's being built. It'll be hopefully up. Uh, there'll be a beta site up within another week or two. I don't do and, beta site. And then there's going to be we're going to do the full site. Later. So SethHerzog.com and the sweet site SweetComedy.com. There's a beta site up now, and then we're going to do a really intense site. SweetComedy.com. Yeah, where it's going to do. It's going to be like. Tons of clips and pictures, and over the nine years of the show. And sweet is every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, the slipper room, the slipper room, Orchard and Stanton, Orchard New York, Stanton, New York City, City. Lower East Side. Check it out. It's cheap to get into. It's seven seven dollars. It's a oh crazy God, show. That's a bargain. Tons of stars show stars, up all the time. Square dancers. Square square square, square, square no, dancing. No barn dancers. Barn dancers. No barn dancers. Not box dancing. <laughs> and on Twitter, the Zog. The Zog. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Seth. Thank you, Todd. I love you. I love you, too. (laughs) I'll cut that out. (laughs) All right. That was Seth Herzog, everyone. That was a fun talk, right? Tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day this came out, January 23rd, Thursday, I will be on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Jerry Seinfeld's web series. Really fun to do. I saw a trailer for it. Looks funny. 
I imagine it'll end up being funny in its entirety. What else is going on? Um, going to the Sketchfest, San Francisco Sketchfest, February 7th and 8th. I'll be there doing a few shows. I will be at Foxwoods Casino Comics on February 28th, 29th, March 1st, I believe. I think I should know these. I shouldn't just say I believe. That sounds lame. That sounds lazy. March 7th and 8th, I'll be at the Gilda's Festival in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'll have other dates shortly. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Todd Berry and then uh, ToddBerry.com. And Feral Audio are the people who put together this podcast. They don't put it together. They put it out. I put it together by recording it and then sending it to them. And then they do everything. FeralAudio.com. Check them out. Lots of good podcasts on their network. All righty. See you soon. Bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.